0: Whether it's events or festivals that draw a crowd together, there's a lot of planning, prep, and people behind the scenes making sure everything comes together for a great experience. One of those people is Fraser Mowat, Recreation and Culture Coordinator with the City of Welland, here to tell us about the community activities that bring people together in the spirit of enjoyment. So, let's get to finding out more about what's happened and what's in store for fun in the City of Welland. Joining us today for the very first time and ready to talk all things events in the city of Welland is our Recreation and Culture Coordinator, Fraser Mowat. Fraser, thank you so much for taking time out of event season or peak event season to to join us and bring the word on what's going on, what has summer been like, what's what's in store for us on events.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, you're catching us in uh, the busy time of uh, summer events, but happy to be here.
0: So... Fraser, what have been, so summer, spring events, we're in the thick of that season. Um, What have been some highlights this year? And is there anything now through the rest of of our summer, I guess, weeks at this point, anything you're really excited to promote?
1: Yeah, we've had a a lot of highlights um, this year so far. Uh, One that stands out is our Victoria Day throwback to the 80s roller skating event. Uh, we saw a massive turnout for this first-time event, and it was a really fun one to plan. Um, what what made this one great is it brought out all ages for some old-school fun. Uh, we had people digging out their retro roller skates and reliving their youth, while others were, uh, were there learning for the first time. So it was pretty cool. Um, and then most recently, we actually just uh, executed our Dragon Boat Nationals. Uh, we had roughly 4,000 athletes take part Um, looking to book their ticket to the Dragon Boat Worlds, which is in Thailand later this summer. Um, The athletes competed in three styles of racing, uh, two kilometers, which challenged their endurance, uh, the 500 and 200 meter, which challenged their strength, all while keeping rhythm with the rest of their team. So it was uh, cool to see these teams come together and show their enthusiasm for their sport.
0: So, Fraser, I was not at the retro roller skate event, were you there?
1: Yeah, I was a partial DJ, partial event planner.
0: So in people digging out their um, their old wheels, were people also dressed up in celebration in honor of the 80s? Because I mean, as a fan of all things 80s, I would hope some people rolled in in the, the era appropriate apparel, did they?
1: Yeah, exactly. It was, it was cool to see. We didn't necessarily promote like best dressed or anything, but it was really awesome to see everyone came out in their bright and tight or their favorite, you know, band from the eighties. Yeah. It was amazing.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. So is it at this point? Yeah. We're talking about some stuff that's still in store for, for summer. Are we at a too early to give a little bit of a heads up or a little bit of a glimpse towards, and I'm sorry to bring up the winter or the fall, but for the people who know those, I guess, token events that take place in the city of Welland, is it too early to give a, a little bit of a hint towards what might be in store as the weather starts to change and and what it looks like to get active event-wise out in the community?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes it's a, it's a bit early to uh, talk about Santa and whatnot, but uh, a few events kind of leading out of the summer would be, um, one of our local favorite, uh, St. George family day event on August 27th. Um, this one's kind of, you know, some fun activations for the kids, uh, a petting zoo, mad science show, um, Stonewall, the band and some fireworks. Uh, of course the remaining concerts on the canal, uh, with the well in downtown BIA. I believe we have ABBA, uh, Bob Marley tributes, along with a surprise guest on the 25th. Um, and then following those, um, it, you know, it's always funny when when it's nice and sunny, when we should be on a beach, but we're talking holiday events. Um, so, you know, pushing into uh, the fall and winter, we'd have the Santa Claus parade and tree lighting, our winter lights campaign and hometown Christmas. So those,
0: a lot of those being well-established events I want to shift back to, so you did a retro roller skate night, and I'm sure there are other events this year that have been first time, let's let's try something new. In your role, when you are launching something that is, we've never done this before, but we're going to do it now, where do the ideas come from? or What does that look like to have a vision for something and then actually bring it forward and deliver it to the community?
1: Yeah, the ideas uh, stem from a little bit of research, Um, you know, keeping up with trends that other communities or, uh, you know, fun organizations are trying and they look like a lot of fun. So, yeah, a good example was our roller skating event. Um, I just kept seeing this style of event pop up on my socials, you know, through different cities or, um, you know, in Toronto, they did like a rooftop uh, roller skating um, drop-in program. Um, so I was just kind of seeing how we could pull one together in Welland, um, shout out to Niagara roller skate rentals. They, they kind of helped us, um, you know, collab and bring that here. So a lot of it has to do with just trying to stay relevant with what's going on. Um, you know, dusting off old events or really just kind of ideating on something new. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, seeing what's trending out there.
0: So you mentioned Niagara Niagara Roller Skate Rentals as having a hand in this event. For events in general, what are partnerships like? How do you or how does the city work with other departments within or other groups outside of, of the organization or the the city itself to pull events together? And is there a lot of partnership that gets something, as you said, from idea into, into reality?
1: Yeah, our our city events, you know, such as Victoria Day or Canada Day um, include partners like the BIAs, uh, local community organizations. You know, they might be there to help with sponsorship or aid in the planning of the event or even being a vendor and promoting their services to the community. Um, All is a helping hand when when these events kind of come to fruition Um, it's not always just, you know, the money that pushes these things to the next level. It's, it's the extra hands. It's the extra thoughts. Um, everyone kind of has a different idea of how these can shape and form. So, um, those partnerships are huge when, when we think of, uh, you know, how, how these things come together, our waterway events, uh, you know, a little bit different. We have strong partnerships with national and provincial sport organizations, um, So the the community might not know as much about these ones, but, uh, partners like row Ontario and dragon boat, Canada, um, our conversations begin in the winter months and we prepare for executing their events in the summer. So, um, yes, a lot of community organizations, but also a lot of provincial and, uh, national sport organizations as well.
0: So with these partnerships, do you reach out to, and I guess I'm talking more along the newer ones, especially, do you reach out to them? Do they reach out to you? Or is it a little bit of A, a little bit of B, especially when you're getting those first time events off the ground? I guess who, what, what comes first, the chicken or the egg type thing?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it's a bit of of both. Um, you know, we have established relationships with many community organizations and you know we have the Canada Days and the concerts on the canal and things with the BIA, um, but we are l- really looking to kind of spread that further. Um, so it is me reaching out to connect for new partnerships, um, you know, local community sport organizations like Well and Minor Hockey, uh, who came out for Canada Day, um, and and just doing that research and seeing who might fit the mark for different uh, activations or different ideas for these events um, we'd like to get everybody involved. So, I mean, shout out to anyone listening. They can, uh, reach out directly to me and, and we can see what we can come up with. But, um, I know this year we have put a little more, uh, thought into including different groups and really trying to get that ask out there. So, yeah, I mean, I want to say it's us reaching out, but it is sometimes the community groups reaching out to us too.
0: So, it's something that i have a curiosity towards and i I hope other listeners do as well because when you show up at an event and especially when they are newer events you show up expecting i show up and i get to enjoy it and this is this is the experience i have in the moment but you may not always think about what went into putting it together and how long did that start and who had a hand in what and just what are those details I love details. I nerd out over details. Mm -hmm. So for people who get to show up and do that, that first time experience and enjoy themselves and walk away feeling, wow, this was fantastic. I'm looking forward to fill in the blank on the next city event. You in this world, in the people that you get to work with, our internal staff, our external partners, what does it look like, feel like, sound like for an event to go from idea into on the day, on the days it's happening. Yeah. Like, is there a process that you, you have, are there sort of steps to follow?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, planning and executing events can typically be a a pretty lengthy process, especially for the first time events. Um, I try to stay within kind of the five main steps for, for the events here in Welland, um, you know, research, researching what's trending, what's working in other communities, Uh, what's kind of the pie in the sky for each event, Um, and then into ideation. So ideating around the research that's been done, how we can elevate the experience for our community, Um, communication. So reaching out to our vendors, stakeholders, community partners to see what services they can provide to help shape and form the event. Um, Then into planning, And, and this one's obviously the big one, Um, so planning and then communicating to all the internal departments, such as the communications department, public works, parks and forestry, traffic, fire, and so on. Um, you know, it's keeping everyone in the loop. So we're all on the same page come event day. Um, and then there's communicating with our external partners. Uh, so letting them know, you know, the who, what, where, when, why of the event, the equipment needed um timing and so forth. So, you know, planning it's a lot, but um obviously the probably the key to all of this and then executing. So, um you know, executing the plan only happens when you are organized and put the work in during the planning stage. Uh this really helps just to minimize any on-site issues that may arise. Um and it really takes a full team effort to bring these events to life and usually it takes all departments to some degree like you were saying. So, um Typically, it's kind of running through those five steps um, when really planning and executing and uh, bringing these to life.
0: In your experience, Fraser, is this your first time working for a municipality or in a municipality in this event coordinator, event planning type of role?
1: Yeah. So I, I come from kind of more of a private uh, sport partnerships and activation events type of role. So This is my first crack at the municipal side of things.
0: And the reason I'm asking is with your previous experience, is there anything different or has there been anything surprising about, oh, that's how a municipality draws all the departments or all the pieces together to deliver something? I I guess one of my favorite questions to guests is what what did you think it was going to be like versus... What is it actually like? And was there something that was just that sort of head scratching? Oh, this is cool. I didn't expect this.
1: Yeah, I think it's being able to work with everyone, every department in the city. Um, You know, as a community member myself, it's like, you know, you just watch these events take place and, you know, everything goes smoothly and you, you don't actually think, you know, who did they have to work with behind the scenes to really bring this together? And, you know, these larger events, you really do have to work with every single department. So it's been fun. I've been able to meet a lot of interesting people and, and kind of learn their jobs as well, just because it is a part of events in general. So, um, that is, uh, is one of the highlights for sure of this role. And, um, you know, it makes me feel at home when I, when I know everybody and have all these conversations.
0: So large scale events, small scale events, you've been in this role for a couple of years now. Are there any particular events, are there any particular experiences you've had that, whether it's on the newer side or something that when you first started, still stand out as, that was a really cool experience. That was something that I'm just going to keep, like, top of mind, always sticks with you. Do you, I don't want to say, do you have a favorite event? Because I have a hard time saying if I have a favorite podcast episode. Of course. But is there, is there anything or any things that stand out as... Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like we did this. I'm proud of this. This is something to talk up.
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, as an event coordinator, it's similar. You can't be uh, can't have a favorite. Let's say, but um, one that really sparked interest last year was our. Uh, You know, we hosted the Canada Summer Games. So along with that, we hosted the 13 for 13 um, festival. So each municipality in Niagara represented one of the provinces or territories in Canada to showcase their unique cultural heritage, entertainment, and art. Um, So it was unique because we partnered with Quebec and we were able to represent the Francophone community uh, through hosting a full night of French artists from musical entertainment to aerial acrobats, even to local vendors. Um, it was an amazing celebration to really bring that community, uh, to life. Um, and of course the Canada summer games and their marketing and advertising really, really pump it up as well. So I think there was a lot of steam heading into that event and everyone was really excited to, uh, come to Welland and celebrate Quebec's athletes and their heritage and everything like that. So for me, that's, uh, Definitely one that is going to stick around for a long time.
0: And you know what? Let's be honest. That, if you said was a favorite, you can totally get away with it because that truly is a one-off event, a one-off experience. Because I remember speaking with uh, the coordinators for the Canada Summer Games and saying that we in Niagara, we in Welland, will never get this again. Like they will go elsewhere. They will bring that show, that experience to other communities because when you've had the honor of hosting it once, they're going to spread that love around. So yeah, you can totally get away <laughs> with with naming a favorite. But no, I imagine it is tough to to pick and choose among those those new, those established events because each one has a different experience. Each one caters to a similar audience, a different audience. And um, yeah, thank you for bringing up the, the 13 for 13 because that was a pretty, there was a different energy. Like, I'm sure you felt yeah. it being, well, feet on the ground, feet or- like person facing for so many of them, there was a wicked energy in the city.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. And it was, uh, you know, it was special to be a part of and and really knock it out of the park. I think the feedback, even from the Canada Summer Games team that Welland really, you know, put the effort in to, to make it special for everyone in the community. So um, it goes a long way, especially as one of the, you know, event planners in the background that um, usually kind of are all over the place. It's nice to get some recognition, especially on a scale that big.
0: Well, Fraser, before we wrap up, is there anything events, anything that we didn't cover, anything that you want to go back to, just as a as an FYI to anyone listening about getting out to our city events? What's that last word?
1: Yeah, I think if you're you know if you're interested in what's going on, the city of Welland's website is a is a great resource. Uh, we have an events calendar. Um, that highlights basically everything that's going on in the month and, you know, as far as to the end of the year. So I just think it's, uh, you know, come on out and, uh, share your feedback with me and our team. And, you know, we're always looking to, uh, you know, make these things better and make them more a part of the community. So, uh, we hope you see you out there.
0: Well, Fraser, thanks so much for bringing the word on our events and people, uh, we'll make sure to direct them to that events calendar.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Thanks for having me.
0: A very big thank you to Fraser for taking time to be our source for the city's events and festival news. It's always enlightening to learn about and get to share insights on the work that our teams and departments do and how those efforts stretch into the community. In this case, it's those fun, family-friendly activities and outings, how they come together and how people outside of all across our community uh, get to enjoy them. If you want to know more about the city's upcoming events, what you can look forward to, go to welland.ca slash events. As always, for anything, everything podcast episodes, place to share uh, suggestions, just to say hello to us, be sure to visit engagewelland.ca slash podcast. That's it for this week.